Rethink Aging, discussions about life, planning, and growing older. I'm Elaine, your host, and with me is my co-host, Robert. Well, hello. So, what are we doing today? Today, we're going to play the death deck. Right on. The way this game works is there are two kinds of cards in the deck. There are multiple choice, and then there are a deeper dive, kind of open-ended question. Each one of us is going to draw a card for our turn, and then the other person has to guess what the person would answer. And then we will discuss what our actual answer would be. That sounds great. Let's start. Now, according to the rules, the person wearing the most black goes first. Uh Uh-oh. And it looks like that's going to be you today. (laughs) Close call. (laughs) Yeah, we both wear quite a bit of black, so... Go ahead. All right. Regarding your inevitable future demise, in what area are you most prepared, least prepared? Now, I'm guessing this about you. Yes. I guess it's the financial and structural part of our life that involves like the the paperwork and the, the, the plan that's in place. For least prepared, I guess I would say the the stuff part. Like we have a lot of stuff like in our house or in our basement that isn't fully accounted for its final disposition. Well, so what's your actual answer? That's a, that's pretty good. I mean, my, my most prepared was definitely the financial. I've got like accounts and then spreadsheets and right. least prepared. I was thinking along the lines of losing you and dealing with the grief of being alone. If that. Oh, I thought this was about you. No. Oh, you're so right. Oh, okay. You're so right. Well, I guess my answer is still somewhat the same. It's in, then it would be in leaving you, being separated, separated from my family. Gotcha. And of course you mean separated by death. By death. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to draw my first card of the game and let's see what it is. It says, Secret Ink. At the moment of death, a secret tattoo appears on your body that symbolizes something you stood for or believed in. What is it and where is it? All right, it's it's the Have Goals sticker. Wow. And I'm going to say on your arm. Wow. For anyone who probably doesn't know, um, I do a piece of street art called Have Goals, and it is basically a face with the words have goals under it. And uh, I've invested a lot of effort in my personal and artistic life around that. What is my actual answer? I guess I'm going to go with your answer. That's pretty good. I, I've never thought about such a thing. So I guess that's the value of this game, right? I never thought of it either, but it instantly came to me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because I can't think of anything more meaningful to me, you know, because I, I, I really have... A lot into that image and the things that surround it. Well, over to you. All right, my turn. Scarface. Every scar tells a story. Some even brushes with death. Show everyone some of your scars and let its story come alive. Um. Well, I guess you have the scar where you had that uh, procedure to determine if you had uh, lymphoma. Lymphoma. That's a good answer, and I'll go with that scar. Right. It is it is like right kind of near my neck. And um, in the past, you've actually asked me if 
you wanted me to airbrush it out of a picture. And I said, right. no, it's part of me. It's part of my story. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough time. And by the way, I didn't have lymphoma. All right, I'm going to draw the next card here. And it says, a little help. Should doctors be allowed to provide a life-ending prescription for terminally ill patients who request it? I'm going to say yes, that you do believe in that. You are correct, I do. This was a big topic in my death and dying class. There's a lot of things to think about, like, are you in a good place to make that kind of decision? Are you just depressed? Sure, like it's probably not uh, an over-the-counter thing. Right, and maybe not just like anyone who asks it. You have to kind of go through some psychological checking. and. Right, and I mean, to the nature of the question, it's saying someone who is terminally ill. Yep. So I guess that's the, the frame of that question. All right, it's your turn. Profound experience. Share a profound religious or spiritual experience you've had. How did it change you or your beliefs about life and death? And I am answering this for you. Yes. I guess that profound experience would be taking care of your mom as she ended up having Alzheimer's and eventually dying from it. I mean, there were, there were a lot of small steps in there that were extremely meaningful, and I'm not going to delve into, you know, these two personal things here. So that's a really good answer, and I definitely had profound experiences helping my mom. I'm going to talk about another one okay. that I'm not sure if I ever actually said to you or not, but after my dad died, we were sitting in his room. This was like right after he died. And all of a sudden, I just had this weird feeling kind of come over me. It was almost like I could actually feel a weird charge of energy maybe through my back, and it mm. made me sit up straight. And I suddenly felt very calm, and I had been very distraught earlier during the day or earlier in the morning because I knew he was going to die. And it was just a calming experience that came over me after he died. Well, wow, that's really interesting. Well, all right. All I'm right. going to move on to drawing the next <laughs> card. These answers are really uh, something to think about as, as we go forward with this. All right, here is the card I've drawn. It says, I see dead people. It's common to see a deceased family member or friend in dreams or hallucinations when you are on the brink of death. Who would you want as your official greeter? Wow, I'm answering for you, right. and I'm going to assume I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I guess it could be anyone, right? Oh, I've got it. Grandma Olson. <laughs> right. That, that would be a great answer, and, and one that I would appreciate. You know, barring, like, coming up with some kind of, like, amazing historical figure or whatever, I'm not entirely sure who that would be, uh, I... I guess I would go with my grandma. That would be a good one. Over to you. All right. Bucket list, one, two, three. If you knew you'd die in a week and money was no object, what three bucket list items would you check off your list? Wow. This wow. is for me. I've got to come up with an answer. <laughs> and I'm answering this for you. What do I think your three bucket list items would be? Within a week. If you're having a hard time, I'm not sure I have it either. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. How about this? You'd want to 
go to England and you'd also want to meet Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and then for your third thing, you'd also want to be able to take our dog with you. <laughs> I mean, if we're going unlimited here. No, that that's really interesting. I guess yes to the things that you're saying, but I'm not sure we could do that in a week and get into the queen. Well, I thought this was kind of an unlimited resources situation. Money was no object. Sure, I'm not sure I, money will get us in to see Queen guess. Elizabeth. But hello, I'd like to meet you. I think one of them is having everything prepared for you when I would go, like making sure you could understand everything I needed to impart to you before I was gone and probably just hang out with my family. I'm not sure I've got a third one. Well, that makes sense. But our dog, yeah, she's there. Right. Well, all right, I'm going to draw my next card here. Let's see what happens. Close call. As if describing a scene in a movie, share a real story when you almost died, or at least thought you might. A story about when you thought you might die. I have a story about when I thought you might die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and that was the first time that you experienced passing out. Oh, yeah. For your dysautonomia. Yeah. I thought you were on the couch dead. Yeah. And I woke up, or you woke up, and I had called 911, and... Before you woke up, I thought you were dead, but I don't know if that's the same experience for you. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. I mean, I've definitely had some harrowing experiences, but there was never really any time at which I I thought I might die. I mean, I, about as close as I can come to that is uh, when I went on some training with the... Uh, Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewage District, and we went down in one of the uh, these like underground chambers where these huge pipes come together, and they drop like three hundred feet. I mean, I I stood at the rail and and had that moment of realizing that this is a place that you could not be recovered from. You know, like this is truly a deadly, dangerous place to be. I guess that's what it would be. Good answer. Your turn. <laughs> Good grief. Who doesn't love a good eulogy? Start yours today by sharing one piece of advice for those left behind. Okay, here's the piece of advice I think that you would give people. Organize all your information so that anyone else can understand it. You know me. Yes. <laughs> you got it. All right, I'm going to draw another card here. Official officiant. Who would you want to officiate your memorial service? I'm answering for you. Who would you want? Somebody from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> actually, I, I shouldn't say that because I know that you don't actually want a service. Right. So nobody? Yeah, I think nobody is the correct answer. Although I did like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer answer. That was good. All right, over to you. Do you believe in the death penalty? A, yes, eye for an eye. B, only the most egregious cases. C, no, life in prison is enough for me. I believe that your answer is C. My answer is basically C. What I haven't done is experience something like you being killed or somebody in my family being killed, in which I can't tell you that I wouldn't feel differently. 
Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the nature of the death penalty controversy is that that need for revenge or setting things right that, that tends to drive people into supporting that. Years ago, I knew a lady whose daughter had been killed in a robbery. And she forgave the person who killed her daughter. And I, to this day, remember that and kind of wonder how she got to that point. How did she get there? Right. So I guess my answer is C. All right, I'm going to draw my next card. Regarding your important documents, will, life insurance, health care directive, A, my family knows exactly where to find them, B, they're filed together and should be easy to find, or C, they may or may not exist, so good luck finding them. (laughs) (laughs) Answer for you. I'm going to say B. They're filed together and should be easy to find? Yeah. Uh, I think my answer is A. My family knows exactly where to find them because that's you. If I'm still alive, yes. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, if you're not alive, it's probably B. Because I'm working on organizing, getting everything to everything's together. I'm just working on the organization. Part. Gotcha. All right. Next All right. question. What do you think will be your cause of death? A. Illness. B. An accident or mishap, possibly from my own stupidity. Or C. Good old-fashioned aging. I believe that you would have your answer be C. Good old aging. That would be my hopeful answer, yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to draw another card here. The ideal age to die is A, 90 and over, B, somewhere in my 80s, or C, anytime it's my time, I'm ready. C, anytime. (laughs) You are correct. I'm ready. Whatever happens, it happens, and I'm good with that. All All right. right. Over to you. Next question. You find your absolute dream home, but learn the previous owner was brutally murdered inside. Still interested? A. Sure, assuming they've done a spectacular cleanup job. B. Maybe, depends on where it happened. C. No way, once a murder house, always a murder house. (laughs) (laughs) I think your answer would be A. Let's, Let's bring on some ghosts. I'm... I have to say I'm I mean uncertain. I'm going to go with B. Maybe it depends on where it happened. Gotcha. Maybe how it happened. Interesting. I think a lot about energy of people. And in in a way death is comforting. I'll talk about our dogs. We had a vet come to our house for two of our dogs and they died here in our house. And I found that a very peaceful experience, and it makes me feel, like, connected to them because they were here in their house. Yeah. But a murder might be different energy than just some loved one dying. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, I guess I'm not sure. I'm going to go with maybe. Okay. All right, here comes my next card. You're dying. Should your family err on the side of A, over-medicating, let me ride off into the sunset on a magical unicorn. B, moderation, I want to say my goodbyes but not be in pain. C, caution, minimal medication, I want to be as present as possible. Wow, and I'm answering this for you. I'm going to say the unicorn answer. (laughs) I'm not sure myself. I, I guess I would go with the moderation. That was my next choice. 
because, you know, I'm, I would want to be able to talk to you and stuff. But also not be in pain. Interesting. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a good one to know. All right, next card. Would you consider donating your entire body to a body farm where natural decomposition is studied with significant benefits to forensic science? A, sure, my results might inspire another season of CSI. B, no, I'm cool with organ donation. C, entire body? No way. I think you would choose A. Yeah, I, I probably... I mean, it sounds super neat. I'm there for the natural decomposition, as we talked about in the other podcast, but benefit to forensic science, yeah, okay, we can do that. So is that to say that you no longer wish to be cremated? I'm getting closer. Okay, it's good to have these check-ins. All right, let's both do one more. This card says, visitation. If you knew you could visit your loved ones after death... How would you make your presence known? So if you were going to come back after death to oh, visit your loved ones, how would you make your presence known? Answering, oh, you're answering for me. So how would I make my presence known? It would surround music. Wow. Like I I don't know if I'd get to see you or hear you, but you'd, it would be guitar music somehow. Hmm. I guess my answer is I would, I would stick with... Uh, Boo! <laughs> that seems like the classic approach. All right, my last question. Okay. Which of these phrases do you feel is the worst to say to somebody after the death of a loved one? A, I know just how you feel. B, they're in a better place now. C, everything happens for a reason. Wow. Th- those are all terrible things to say. Totally <laughs> agree. Um, I think the worst <laughs> one is I know exactly how you feel. I'll go with that. I agree with that. And I agree with all of them being bad. And for anyone looking for the right thing to say, I, I've come down to the right thing to say being, I'm sorry. Sympathy. Yeah. yeah. All right, that was a pretty fun game to play. It was. I like the way that there are multiple choice questions and then these like open-ended, thoughtful questions. I can see that this would be a fun game in a situation where you didn't really know so much about what the person would answer. Right. I think you and I know each other pretty well. Yeah. And still, we weren't quite sure, always. Yeah, I look forward to trying this with our kids or maybe some friends and seeing what they have to say. That would be fun. Well, that's our show for this time. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at rethinkagingofficial at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at rethinkaging. Thanks for listening.